I'm Tim Smith of the Eden Project, and I'd like you to come with me on an exciting journey. It's a journey of discovery, and it's called Plants for a New Planet. I just adore the film The Martian, and if you've seen it, you'll know that Matt Damon is an ingenious botanist come astronaut who's stranded, alone and desperate, uses human waste to fertilize the soil to turn leftover potatoes into a life-saving food supply. Now, as we prepare to blast off for our new planet, we're a lot luckier than Matt. We have company for a start, and we have the luxury of choosing the best plants to take with us in the hold of our spaceship. This isn't so fanciful, really. There are seven billion of us on Earth, and the planet is under stress, and so are its soils. So whether we think about breathing life into a faraway world, or into the one we all share, what are the indispensable plants we must take with us to help us shelter, eat and live? With hundreds of thousands of species to consider, the choice is, you might say, a little bamboozling. In the first of our series, we embrace a plant which is arguably the most versatile of them all. It's undoubtedly the fastest growing, capable of putting on nearly a meter in a single day, a gold medalist of the natural world, one which grows from the hot tropics to the cool mountains. This is the ever-graceful bamboo, dressed in seductive shades of gold, green, blue, and black, revered by ancient cultures and devoured by pandas, a plant as versatile as timber and can be tougher than steel yet waves delicately in the breeze. On our journey, we meet a woman who is cycling thousands of miles down the spine of the Andes on a bicycle. And it's made of golden bamboo grown right here at Eden. It really is so golden. That's beautiful. We'll meet the craftsman who helped make her bamboo bike and many others as well. It will take eight years to mature and you've suddenly got a really strong material and we'll visit an exotic plantation to meet a green-fingered engineer who has devoted much of his life to this amazing plant and become a world authority along the way. The economies where it would collapse without bamboo. My own love affair with bamboo began when we started to uncover the Lost Gardens of Heligan in 1990. There are many different species there, and it is to the depths of the jungle at Heligan that we travel first to find out a bit more about their mysteries and indulge ourselves just a little in the poetry of their names. Pseudo Sasa japonica, Sasa palmate, Sasa vicii, Chimono bambusa, quadrangularis, Philostachis Here we are with Philostachis vicii flowering above us, and there are certain extraordinary things about it. When a particular species flowers, it flowers all over the world in that species. Bamboo scaffolding can sometimes be many hundred of feet high with thick bamboo that is probably anything up to six inches in diameter and strong as strong can be. Its strength is unbelievable. Its ability to flex is extraordinary. And that's why you see it being used in things like aircraft wings, the bowls that people eat from, the chopsticks they eat with. Because very often people say, oh, bamboo, it's invasive. Actually, invasive means successful and successful means genetically really potent. And if we're going to go to a new planet, we need something that is genetically potent and hardy and resilient. I mean, you can burn bamboo and it will come back. You can cut bamboo and it comes again. You can crop it, you can harvest it. Extraordinarily, in the aftermath of Hiroshima in 1945, the living thing that was closest to the epicenter that survived, bamboo. Don't just take my word for all this. Come with me on to the next stop of our journey to a plantation tucked away on a hillside on the other side of Cornwall to meet Mike Bell, 
honorary president of the British Bamboo Society and the first man we turned to when we were identifying and nurturing the bamboo species at Heligan. Hello, Hi, too. Mike. Good to see you here in your yeah. native habitat. And this is the first time I've been into your paradisical place. What an extraordinary spot. This was an old jungle when I first took over, just brambles and, uh, and weeds. As you see now, it's a, a bamboo forest. You could be persuaded you were in parts of Burma here, couldn't you? <laughs> yes. It's a chance of a bit of a tour around yeah, this, certainly. this magnificent place. Certainly, certainly. This bit that we've got here is the running bamboos. These are all from the Himalayas and those over there from, um, from the Andes, from South America. How wide is their distribution? I mean, could you, could you... Uh, uh, worldwide. Um, everywhere, so anywhere, every every there's... continent except for Antarctica and Europe. Europe, of course, are wiped out in the Ice Age. Right. And haven't migrated back over the Himalayas or the deserts. So, Mike, I've, I've heard that bamboo is the fastest growing plant on Earth, and it's a grass. Is that true? It is the fastest growing terrestrial plant. Giant kelp actually grows faster. But of course, it's supported by water, so it's the fastest growing self support. So, what's the plant. Usain Bolt on land? Philostachys edulis is probably the largest one, and we're standing by this now. It's also one of the most beautiful. It is absolutely yeah. stunning. Yeah. Well, I mean, bamboos, as you know, grow from nothing to full height in a matter of a few weeks. Uh, in the wild, they start the growth when uh, winter finishes, when the water starts to melt on the mountains, when the monsoon starts, they know conditions are right. Uh, edulis will go from zero up to possibly 100 foot in a few weeks. Anything up to an inch an hour they will grow. That is astonishing. And, and is it true that all over the world the same species will or can flower at exactly the same time and then it kills them. It's more mysterious than that. Uh, bamboos only flower once in a very long time, some as long as a hundred years. It's common sense that if you're wind pollinated, you've got to flower at the same time as your neighbour. So somehow they have to time to flower in unison uh, wow. at long intervals in between. And we don't know how they do this. Didn't you tell me once that it, it is called in China the mother of a thousand uses or something Yes, like that? that's right. That's right. There's an economies where it would collapse without bamboo. The bamboo is an ideal structural material, but in addition it's used for water pipes and for troughs, for constructing water wheels, for the bigger ones, for making buckets, and uh, the timber is so immensely strong, it's used for knives, it's used for armour in Japan. Now, one of its uses is as an edible plant. Tell me, what do you make of that? To be quite honest, I, I went in a, a Japanese restaurant which sold nothing but bamboo, and we had a meal of bamboo shoots done in various ways, and it was the most uh, boring meal I've had anywhere. Um, <laughs> very disappointing. <laughs> Mike, we've invited you to join us on our trip to another planet, and you've got to select your favourite plant to take. Obviously, it's going to be cabbage. <laughs> it's, it's got to be bamboo, <laughs> hasn't it? <laughs> it? It certainly has. Uh, I mean, and this has happened in history. In the Pacific, there's islands containing bamboo. We don't know where they came from. Um, people, as they migrate, take plants that are important to them. 
and uh, in most cultures bamboo is number one and the same would happen if we were going to another planet. It's not just in Southeast Asia that bamboo is being put to ingenious use. The next stage of our journey takes us to the east end of London and a workshop in deepest Hackney. I'm James and I'm founder at the Bamboo Bicycle Club and what we do is we teach people to build their own bicycles using bamboo. Essentially I discovered bamboo because I wanted to build a really good bicycle and I started to mess around making bikes and once I started to ride them I quickly realised that the bikes were really really good, they were better than any bike I'd ridden before um, and that's essentially down to bamboo being a great material. It's higher in tensile strength than steel. For bicycles it's very well suited because it absorbs all the vibration when you're riding so it creates a very very comfortable ride and it's also extremely absorbent in movement. It can flex and move with forces and it won't fail whereas traditional materials will. It's the fastest growing hardwood so it will take eight years to mature and you've suddenly got a really strong material that's lightweight and versatile. So that's what makes it really important to have an impact on the environmental usage of materials. It's also second only to algae in CO2 absorption. One of James's most exciting projects has been to help the intrepid environmentalist Kate Rolls build a bike made out of golden bamboo grown here at the Eden Project. Before she set off on an epic ride the length of South America, Kate brought her bike, Woody, to Eden to meet Hetty Ninnis, who is in charge of our rainforest biome and some of its mighty big bamboos. Hey, Kate. Hetty, really nice to meet you. I'm Kate. Nice to meet you too. Fantastic bike. What do you think? Is it going to get me across the length of South America? Oh, I am so jealous. That just looks amazing. That is an incredible And you machine. work with the bamboo here, is that, is that right? I do. So we look after, I've got about 10 different species of tropical bamboos in this biome, which we're standing in front of now. Great big specimens, probably about 25 metres tall. These are huge. How old are these ones? I mean, these are really towering straight above our heads, aren't they? Oh, they, they were planted around 2003, but a mm. shoot will, will come up and get to about a foot tall, and it might sit around for a little while. And then when it's got enough energy, it will shoot up and it will be reaching 25 metres in the space of six, six weeks, six to eight yeah. weeks. Really fast growing. Yeah, how do you stop it actually growing out through the top of the biome? So we, we, we have a, a cherry picker that mm -hmm. takes us up to 17 metres. But mm -hmm. because these are bigger, when it's time to remove some of these older combs, see some of these are going now, it's yeah. time to take them out. Yeah. Um, we'll have to um, abseil from the roof and gradually take them down bit by bit. And it's incredible to think that, that's a grass. That is a grass. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically the same substance that my bike is made out of. That's, you said it's not, it's not exactly this bamboo, but it's a, it's a relative of this bamboo, right? That's it. Your bamboo is um, a species from China, so it grows in slightly cooler climes. Um, but these are mostly from, from Indonesia, places like right. Sumatra and, and Java. So how long did it take you to, to make your bike? So it was about six days, I would say, in total. Um, 
uh, over various weekends and I worked with the Bamboo Bicycle Club in London and they basically um, taught me how to make the bike so I, I made it with a lot of help. That's obviously been part of the adventures, figuring out how to make the bike from scratch. We originally started with a pile of your bamboo canes yeah. and a pattern um, that the computer had generated based on my sort of vital statistics and the goal of the bike. Taking those two things together, the computer gave us a pattern and then we worked with this pile of bamboo, as I say, to cut it to length, cut the angles that you see here. And then the next basic um, process is to, this is Yorkshire hemp here that you see wrapped around the joints. Wow. And that hemp is then soaked in a European eco-resin that's also plant-based. Okay and you tape it on really tight overnight and leave it and the next morning it's absolutely solid as you can, as you can tell and then you can sand it and shape it and smooth it down to these nice shapes that we've got here now. Incredible. So that was the basic process and then you build the rest of the bike components as you would do a normal bike really. Absolutely fascinating and I'm so jealous. I think I'm going to have to get myself to the bamboo bicycle yeah, club and thoroughly get one made. It was a, a really, really positive experience. Okay, Kate, we're going to go out the um, biome now and have a look at where your bike came from. Okay, great, thank you. As you say, meet the parents. <laughs> I feel quite nervous. There we go. The wrap-up wall now. <laughs> there we go. Oh, look at the colour. Golden bamboo. It really is so golden. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Really beautiful. It's such a lovely contrast, isn't it? The gold of the bamboo and the green of the leaves. Yeah, beautiful. Really stunning. Woody, come and meet your relatives. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Wonder what they make of him, eh? You too could be a bike when you grow up. So, it's worth remembering that next time you see a bicycle in China or a musical instrument, or scales, or walls, or bridges strong enough to resist flood and tide. It is this amazing, versatile plant. First into our hold as we set off for our new planet is the not-so-humble bamboo, mother of a thousand uses. <laughs>